Well, I think that's the thing is, you know, when you're a banker, you've been in the industry for t- 20 years, you've got those connections. And, and sometimes there are, uh, at any bank, there's going to be something you can't do, but somebody else can do. And just knowing those connections, making a couple of phone calls, hey, is this something y'all are doing right now? Is something that you can get done quick and efficiently? And, you know, if you've got those connections, you can get it done. And, and uh, thankfully, Jeff came in there and, and, and saved the day. But it, it's about taking care of the client. And, uh, you know, most things that we can do for you, you know that we take care of almost everything you need on a day to day basis. But every once in a while, something comes up and you got to be able to prepare to take care of that and take care of your client. Because, I mean, nothing goes further than to, just, to save a business. I mean, yeah. keep those people employed and, and, keep you moving too. Welcome to Winning Strategies Playbook. For more information on this show, you can go to myexperiencedrealtor.com. That's experience with an ED. You can click on the podcast link there on the homepage to take you to this show and download this episode and other episodes and all the different platforms or even listen to this on the site. And as usual, if you're looking to buy and sell real estate anywhere on the planet, go to the homepage, click the find a trusted professional. We don't want you to get somebody that can't handle your interests. Even if it's not the Span Group here in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, we'll get you someone that is Span Group quality. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. Here, today, we are here to talk about our fabulous guest, Bill Cresser. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Happy to be here. Thanks for coming. My, my longtime banker now, not just bank, but banker right yes and, sir and absolutely God, how many man years now years now yeah absolutely years. golly yeah. it's been years like i don't even know what's in my account because you take care of all that for me right <laughs> I, that's the goal i don't even think i know what my i don't even know what my password is to get into my account i'm just like bill what do i need to do and you're just like i'll just take care of it that's so, what we do that's that, what a good banker should do yeah, oh yeah so yeah. we we start every one of these off with a little joke and okay. we do it to intentionally annoy my father-in-law. All right. All right. Because when I started this show last year, he said, you must do a joke. And I says, okay, well, I'm going to intentionally do bad jokes. Okay. Now he wants me to stop doing jokes. So you know what that <laughs> means? I got to keep doing jokes. Right. All right. I thought this was fitting for your industry being in the banking industry. Give a man a gun and he'll rob a bank. Give a man a bank and he'll rob the world. Very true. <laughs> I told you they're horrible, right? I mean, there's nothing good about them. Hey, you know, <laughs> there's some truth to that, though. <laughs> so so I, I've had another banker on here before. It was a fellow Marine telling him about his story, journey through the Marine Corps to get into banking and everything else. And yeah. on that show, we, we, you know, we alluded to the importance of somebody not just banking somewhere, but banking with someone, that right. personal relationship. And, uh, and you and I were introduced uh, to each other by Bob Mitchell and and. I'm sorry, my phone. The one and only. The one and only Bob Mitchell. Like he literally knows everybody on the planet. Absolutely. Matter of fact, I I've always wanted to ask him, like you know, like if I if I were to open my phone right now, like (laughs) how many contacts are in my phone? Right? Is is in in my phone? Right? I have. Oh, what is this? This is. I have just shy of three thousand contacts. Uh, He he knows twenty five hundred of them then. Oh no no no! He 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 probably has like thirty thousand. As a matter of fact, he probably has to have two iPhones. Yeah, because his address book on one won't hold them all. There's not Correct. enough gigabytes on there. Well, right? yeah, and of your three thousand, he probably knows twenty five hundred. Oh yeah, he probably yeah. introduced me to twenty five hundred. <laughs> that, that's probably true. So the uh, so the the I remember when he had introduced us. We had met up at the Fort Worth Club. And then you and I went for a beer over off of Camp Bowie. I can't remember the name of that place. Oh, it had man. just opened. I don't know if it's still open. Yeah. And then, 
And it was, oh, we went to Lone Star Taps and Caps. That that's place. right. Yeah. That's right. It's still that's open. Right. Still that's open. Right. Yeah. And it was kind of funny is I think you got to get a good kind of taste of like what I am, right? Not who I am, but what, <laughs> what I am. Yeah, right? I think what is and, I think that's well described. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember sitting here and I was like, look, man, I'm in my 40s. You're in your 40s. We got lots of friends. We need another friend like we need another hole in it. Right. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> and you went, hey, I can respect, you know, getting straight to the point. These are the right. kind of introductions I want to meet, blah, 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 blah. And I said, cool. I said, that works both ways. And then what that evolved from having those beers was into the incredible, incredibly trusted, special relationship that you and I have built over the number of years that when I say there is, I mean, there. so I've got my CPA, Matt Fowler. I've got my wealth manager, uh, Tim. Uh, Tim Tim Hatcher, and then I have you, my personal banker, Bill Cresser, and the three of y'all. I I mean, outside of my wife, of course, I trust more than anybody in the world because y'all y'all literally take care of anything and everything that touches money for me. So that way, I don't have to mess with it. Right, that's our job. Yeah, and that that is that that is a that is a large amount of trust that has allowed me to become even more successful because. There was another CPA firm, if you remember that. I actually, I've been through a couple of them now in the last couple of years when you and I first introduced. And I said, listen, I really just want to establish a, an advisory circle that they tell me what to do with money. Mm-hmm. That way I don't have to think about it and I can concentrate on servicing my clients, building trust and making money. Yeah. And you've been able to, to do that. And we'll go into it more in the show where you've done it on a number of la- levels that has absolutely solved massive massive problems one of them being old school pizza tavern sure. here Absolutely. recently not only when the pandemic first happened last year but most most recently and talking about somebody that goes above and beyond to make sure that the right thing happens for a client you you you, you just you deliver over and over and over again mm-hmm. and if everybody's wondering why well, i'm kissing bill's ass is when the guy that actually has your money you want to make sure that you're nice to them <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a hold we got to put on this today <laughs> <laughs> Where are all these fees? I right. thought you waved those. Right. Not today. So, so anyhow, so so tell us where 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 are you from, and what got you into banking, and where you are today? Yeah. Okay. So I was originally born in Chicago, or just outside Chicago in Joliet, if you know where that is. Uh, it's where the Blues Brothers are from. But I, I moved to Texas when I was pretty young, fourth grade, and I grew up here. North Richland Hills, went to Richland High School, graduated from UTA, played soccer down at Hill College for a little while, and continued on and played soccer at UTA in the club side. And, you know, my grandfather, he was a banker, so I never knew what I wanted to be, but while I was in school, I was a teller. So I liked it, tried a couple different things, and got recruited to come back into banking. And, you know, 20 plus years later, I'm still rocking and rolling, doing my thing in banking. And and the nice thing, the, the thing that I've had is that I've been in every role you can possibly be in, starting out as a teller, just literally working my way up. You know, my my degree is 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 a piece of paper on the wall that has nothing to do with what I do. It says political science, and and I couldn't want to I couldn't want to be further away. You, you, you deal that. with a lot of politics. I don't know. <laughs> you do deal with a lot of politics. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a lot of that going on, as you know, especially over the past year or two. So. Woo! Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, just just working my way up. I think you know, bootstrapping it and and just working hard every day. You know, I've got a lot of people have worked underneath me at some point, and uh, you know, some of them have gone on to just have excellent careers. And I think the biggest thing is just watching out for your people and trusting them 
and allowing them to run, especially when you're in a manager role, which I used to be in, just allow them to run and, and you're there. And every once in a while you got to pull that string in tight, but they usually know that's coming. Yeah. So, but now the opportunity to switch over to the private well side, which I've been in now for five years, absolutely love it. It's it's what I wanted to do. It's about taking care of the client. It's what you talked about every day. My clients know I've got one phone number. I've got a desk number, but it rings back to my cell phone. It's my personal cell phone. It's a, it's the way my kids get a hold of me. It's the way you get a hold of me. It's the way that all my clients get a hold of me, and and that's what it's about. And being there here's the issue. Here's what's going on in my life, and, and it's my job to run and try to figure it out on the financial side. Yeah. And how often does your phone ring? Oh, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for text because now most people text me yeah. and then if it, if they need a phone call then we then we we get on the call, but oh. you know, it, it's it's yeah, it's it's nonstop. I know similar to yours. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, it's 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 both a blessing and a curse, right? It is. It and is. and it's, you know, the thing that allows me to make a living, but also the thing that's the bane of my existence, right? Correct, correct. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's some days, I mean, I, this, 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 this smartphone is literally a love-hate relationship, mm-hmm. right? Like there's days I look at it and I'm like, I love you so much. And then there's days I look at it and I was like, I hate you. Right. My right. wife was like, who are you talking to? I'm like, my phone. And she was like, who's <laughs> on the phone? I was like, nobody, this is the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. When you're yelling and cussing, it's probably not a client. It's more than likely just the phone. Just itself. the phone. Just the phone. Yeah. Uh, and so you just recently made a transition. Yes. Yeah. There's an opportunity to go over to Origin Bank, myself, and I'll throw a little plug out for Greg Irwin. Two of us have worked together now for several years and worked at previous banks together. And the opportunity to just go to a small boutique bank that really values customer service, really has a great deep culture in banking and just uh, down home kind of feel. And uh, they wanted us to come over and start their private wealth team here in Fort Worth. And that was an opportunity couldn't pass up by the BVA where I was before, nothing but good things to say, gave me the opportunity to come into private wealth. And just with changes going on there, it just created an opportunity for, for people to reach out to us. And, and this just seems like the perfect fit. Is there, and, and I know it's only, it's, it hasn't been a long, a long time that you've been over at Origin now, but have you already been able to tell that there's a massive cultural difference between the la- very large bank like BBVA mm-hmm. and the boutique bank like oh man it, it it's night and day so one of our peers mike wood he was over there he's been over there for four years one of the guys that the main guy that recruited us and uh, he said you won't believe it it's over here like he's like i pinch myself almost every day it's the culture is just so much different it's just so friendly everybody works together the teamwork between the branches and the and the private wealth and the commercial guys it, it's the synergy is there everybody works together ironically uh 20 years ago approximately my branch manager back at bank one when i was still trying to figure out how to be a banker and how to how to do a loan is our branch manager downtown uh, fort worth location and it was great catching up with her and she, she's outstanding so just just a feel and that teamwork there you know Lots of guys, guys, you know, Eric and stuff on that team. It's just, it's refreshing. Yeah. When you, you know, when you had told me, you're like, hey, I just made a, a switch over to Origin. I mean, I was like, man, if you're going to go somewhere, because I know a lot of people over there, right? Mm-hmm. And done business with Eric for, for, for years. Actually, I mean, look, he, me and Alex, you know, we've been of course three peas <laughs> in a pod for a long time. We go, you know, sporting clay shooting together and everything else. He's, you know, done a lot of deals for not just me and my clients, but other friends, stuff like that. So to know that you were over there, knowing the quality of the team that you were going to be matched up with was just, I mean, and I mean, I would, I, I would assume that the layers of complexity and red tape 
are mm-hmm. not as much compared to where they were at BBVA. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a simple thing. You know, we started last uh, Thursday, and on Monday, the CEO of the company is coming out here just yeah. to see us from from Ruston, Louisiana. I mean, from Ruston, Louisiana. <laughs> that's it, where man. you know that's where Carol and James are from. Oh, really? Yeah, they grew up in Ruston. Wow. Yeah, they probably know the know the people who run our show. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, they, they know all about. <laughs> I think everybody Bank knows everybody and, there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, and I'm you know that I tell you is. Uh, you know, when your when your when your banker goes to another bank, how many hoops that I have to jump through to try to get all my stuff squared away so that way I can move over there to Origin as fast as possible. Yeah. You know, to be able to go, hey, I'm here with you, right? I'm here with <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. Give think, me a little notice next time. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> things like this happen quick, and you you got to keep it secret because if things fall through or whatnot, you you know, you got to make sure you still have the job where you're at. Yeah. So what's what's that like? I mean, because I'm sure these conversations don't start out very publicly. Right. right. And there's right. some careful navigation because what you just said is what if the negotiations don't go through, then you're really, when the music stops playing, you're left without a chair, right? You were correct. Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's, so a lot of it's very secretive. I think near the end, once we knew, then the word started getting out, you know, probably a week or two before we left. I think a lot of people that were in our tight knit circle knew that it was coming. But I think the same thing, you know, you've got to keep it, you've got to keep it tight. You've got to keep it secret. And I think everybody knows that. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're switching from one bank to another bank or you're switching from one industry to another. You've got to make sure that that you have a place to land, right? Yeah. My job is to take care of my clients. I got to find when I'm leaving, I've got two things to take care of myself, obviously. Am I going to get compensated and take care of like I need to and have the right culture there? Because that's where I spend you know, as much time as I spend my, with my family. There. Yeah, I mean, it's only a couple so. hours a week, right? Yeah, yeah. I wish, <laughs> I wish yeah. Uh, that's the amount of time I spend with the family, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, <laughs> and the other half is I've got these clients. Are they all going to come with me? Heck no. Yeah. But are a chunk of them want to follow me? Shoot, I've got people that follow me for four different banks now. Yeah. And, and I've been at BBA for nine years, so you can imagine how long these guys have followed me. So the reality is it's got to be the right fit for me and the right fit for the clients that you know are going to continue to follow you. Can we do and meet their needs the same way? at a smaller bank or if you go to a bigger bank, can you meet their needs the same way? And I feel like there's no, no doubt we can do that here. You bring up something that's, that's really important that I, I, I think a lot of times people in the audience might confuse. So I want to give this thing some clarity is when you start off with, I have to make sure I'm taken care of and then the clients are taken care of is people need to understand the, the volume of actually what that means. Because I think a lot of people don't realize that if you can't take care of number one, then how are you expected to take care of anybody else? Mm-hmm. If you're dealing with the internal pressures and stresses of everything every day because you didn't set up the right components for yourself to succeed, it's gonna be a very uphill challenge to allow for your clients to succeed. You know, it's kind of like on an airplane, right? They, when they give you the safety brief, it's, you know, the oxygen mask drop, what do they always say? Put your mask on yeah, first. Put yours on first, yep. And then help to. everybody else mm-hmm. because what good are you if you can't breathe? Right. Yeah. And and so and I think people confuse that with selfishness and it's not right. Yeah. I mean, well, yes, you have to be selfish in a, in, in a component in order to make sure that you have the things and elements that you need in order to be successful before you can help anybody else. So it's kind of like, you know, I tell people like, what, you know, Laura and I, I mean, look, I'm. I'm, I'm so blessed, right? I right. mean, I, I outpunted my coverage. I, no I doubt. married incredibly <laughs> well. Laura's an incredible human, and, you know, but marriage is hard, right? Sure. Like, I don't care how, or, well, I mean, I'm speaking of the crier, right? I mean, you've done it a time two or ten yourself. So. <laughs> and, uh, is you know and, and 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 Laura's you know was previously married, right? Sure. I mean, sure. I mean, which is really funny is you go a divorcee 
and somebody that was damn near 40 that had never been married and you put them together and 10 years later still together and, and doing really, really really well and, and you know but i tell her all the time and i can't imagine what it's like to be in a bad marriage right. because a great marriage is still so much work sure that i just can't imagine the stresses in it when it's when it's not great right right and look hey look nothing's perfect right i mean laura and i get sideways with each other especially since we live and work together of course right, right. <laughs> we have a unique relationship where we can we can literally spend well, it's funny. People go, y'all can spend 24 hours a day together. And I was like, what's really funny is we really don't talk that much during the day because <laughs> she's handling her side of the business. I'm handling my side of the business. Yeah. And then if, if my phone rings and it's her and people go, oh, you're just going to answer because your wife is calling. I'm like, no, my wife doesn't call me during the day. So if she calls, it's important. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's probably business related, right? Sure, sure, of course. And, um, but, but that's one of the things that we do is we make sure that we can self-care mm-hmm. before we can co-care. Correct. Is, you know, we make sure that ourselves are taken care of so that way we can absolutely be focused on each other. Mm -hmm. And and, and, and sometimes you have to be hyper-focused on the other side, right? And and she's done that here recently. This large deal I've been working on, I mean, man, it has been six weeks of no sleep. I don't... don't, I don't think I've gone to the bathroom correctly in six weeks. Really. Oh like I mean, I, I like the other day. The other day, I, w- I actually went 24 hours without eating because my heartburn was so massive that I was like, I can't even do anything. Now that that didn't prevent me from having a beer or two before I went to bed, <laughs> right? But right. but but I didn't realize till the other day when she was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, X Y Z." And I was like, "How long has that been going on?" She was like, "About a month." And I was like, "Why are you just now telling me?" And she was like, "Because I didn't want you to be distracted from what you were doing." Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's really how I feel about the the relationship that you 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 have created for us. Right. Mm-hmm. You have given us. You've removed so much complexity and you've created so much trust mm-hmm. where we don't have to think about anything. Right. Right. You've literally made this where it's just I, I don't I don't have to think and 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 I really don't I really. For the audience out there that have personal bankers and have personal relationships in a bank, they'll understand this. But those that don't, I don't really think that they fully know the value that you guys bring and deliver. And and I want to give it a great example of this. Is so last year, you know, March of 2020 comes around, the world stops. Right. right? Absolutely. One of my businesses, restaurant over in Arlington, just mm-hmm. hit 10 years. And uh, so naturally, restaurants was one part of the oh, industry that just got, hammered. got decimated, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I try to give people an example of, just try to picture this. In 2019, now we're not a big operation, right? I mean, it's pizza and beer and 45,000 college kids across the street at UTA. Exactly. And in 2019, we did 1.2 million in sales, and it takes $900,000 to run the business. Right. And then in 2020, we only did $700,000 in sales, but it still takes 900,000 to run the business. Right. And so I'd called Jeremy, the general manager, Jeremy, Jeremy Washburn, I think we can all agree. Oh that yeah, guy he's outstanding, a, man. He's, he's made a Teflon. That yeah. guy is, is he is literally a superhero in, in my eyes. I really sure. truly uh, believe I, I would agree with you. He's been pushing up with a <laughs> lot. Going through some challenges, challenges this past year. <laughs> and, but anyhow, they, you know, he, I was like, how do we, how do we do this for $200,000 less? And he looked at me and he goes, do you really want to know? And I was like, yep, nope, don't want to know. <laughs> Never mind. Not going to ask. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And then we, of course, lead into 2021 where, look, the, the, the hammers haven't stopped swinging at us, right? Right. And it was like, well, what do we, what do, we do now? And, 
And so, you know, for some reason, I think it was due to the complexity of how big BBVA is, but there was there was problems getting the PPP mm-hmm. done, right? Yeah, the yeah, second, second round was a little bit challenging. Oh, man. And and I mean, so, you know, we we, we were getting through March, and it was like, man, and, and man, I'm, you remember, you probably still got the text message saved, like, oh, wow, look, Jeremy's being a dick again. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but because but I was seriously sure, because Jeremy was calling me every day, and like, he'd literally call me with a day count. Oh, yeah, you gave me the day count. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. He'd call me and he'd go, 45, that's how many days we got left. Yep. 30, that's how many Mm -hmm. days we got left. And then I was like, Bill, what are we going to do? But there was Mm -hmm. things, sometimes there's things outside of our control. There were things outside of your control. But the one thing that you had control of is you were going to make sure that we were taken care of. Sure. So you went outside the bank Mm -hmm. to another bank. Mm-hmm. which coincidentally happened to be a guy that I did my MBA with at TCU, right. Jeff Montgomery <laughs> at Sendera Bank, also a great human being that I yeah. will have on this show, who is also more ADD than I am and still gets stuff done. That's yeah. really kind of amazing. <laughs> but but you said, hey, I've got somebody that is going to make this happen in the next seven days, which was really good because we were down to like a 15-day count. Yeah, think, yeah, we point. were. Like, yeah, we I mean, needed it, that seven days to really happen. Like when I tell people that, it's like, you're, you're looking at the money that you owe, the money coming in, and the money that l- – less the money you owe, but the money that you need in order to go buy a product to put on the shelf in order to be able to serve the clients. And we were running out of that money to buy the product. Right, yeah. That's the day count, right? Yeah. I mean, and and the one thing that we were never not going to do was make payroll. Right. Right. Yep. I, don't, yep. I don't even know how many checks Jeremy and his wife Alex have missed – to make sure everybody else got paid. Oh, yeah. I remember right. us oh, having yeah. some conversations about getting creative on oh, payroll. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, hey. Let's and, get it done, though. Oh, yeah. And then and then you were like, I've got somebody that can that can pull a magic wand. And in comes Jeff Montgomery. You both work together. Jeff delivers literally when there was less than seven days left before we had to close our doors. And now it's given us the ability to make it through to August where when the kids come back. Because that's the problem, right, yeah. is – the majority of our client base are college kids. Sure. And when kids are doing classes from Zoom and not there, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of hard to have some clientele. Right. So that allowed us to bridge that gap. But mm-hmm. that was just something that was above and beyond, in my opinion. I, I'm really, truly grateful for you doing that. Well, I think that's the thing is, you know, when you're a banker, you've been in the industry for t- 20 years, you've got those connections. And, and sometimes there are at any bank, there's going to be something you can't do, but somebody else can do. And just knowing those connections, making a couple of phone calls, hey, is this something y'all are doing right now? Is something that you can get done quick and efficiently? And, you know, if you've got those connections, you can get it done. And, and uh, thankfully, Jeff came in there and, and, and saved the day. But it, it's about taking care of the client. And, uh, you know, most things that we can do for you, you know that. We take care of almost everything you need on a day-to-day basis. But every once in a while, something comes up, and you got to be able to prepare to take care of that and take care of your client. Because, I mean, nothing goes further than to, 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 to save a business. I mean, yeah. keep those people employed and, and keep you moving, too. Yeah. And, I mean, and Jeremy and I talk about this all the time is, I mean, look, you, this guy will literally be a stalker for you, right? That's mm-hmm. how much he loves you. Yeah. Is he was just like – when he found out you went over, he was like, "Is there an origin over in Arlington?" Right. <laughs> we'll get. We're gonna get one there. We're gonna we're get one there. As soon as that one happens, then yeah. you know, because yeah. I don't, I don't need him driving thirty miles to make right. deposits. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get one there. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, but there was another. There was another level that you helped us at too. Is when the pandemic, right before the pandemic, actually. So the week before the pandemic, we were watching major cities around the U.S. close. 
And of course, you know, Jeremy and I are on the phone, I don't know how many times a day, because I was, I was up in Colorado at the time, <coughs> and, and it was like, hey, what are we, you know, what are we going to do when this comes to Texas? Mm-hmm. And, and so I'd spent that weekend going, okay, we need to think about this strategically, because things are shutting down, right? right? And my biggest concern was electronic deposits not because of the bank, mm-hmm. but because of the merchant services. Right. Now, they never did a dis- interruption, but I didn't know mm-hmm. what was going to sure. happen there. I mean, there was so much ambiguity that surrounding that I called Jeremy and I said, all right, here's what we're going to do. And I called him that Monday because I think it was that Tuesday or Wednesday that, that the actual shutdown started really starting to happen. Mm-hmm. And I said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take, because we got multiple accounts. We got the tax account. We got the payroll account. We got the ops account, the employee account, all, all these accounts. And I said, I want you to move all that money over to the main account. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get a hold of Bill, and I need you to go get all that money out. Right. And and he was like, well, we owe TABC. That money's coming out. I was like, brother, everybody's going to owe TABC. Right. We'll make it straight with TABC. But what we need right now is cash in order to purchase things to stay open right you know and so then i called you and i was like look i'm not making a run Mm -hmm. on my money i just need to make sure i have access to cash in order to get this done and we didn't know what the i mean i we we assumed we were gonna do yeah you guys didn't know and i said i just need to get this cash out so we can survive on that cash yep and so you were like i need 48 hours here's the bank you're going to go to and i will have it because Contrary to what a lot of people don't understand is, you know, banks have money, but it's mainly electronic now. Like right. Nobody, rare that a bank has hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, sitting in a vault. Correct. Right? That doesn't happen these <laughs> days. <laughs> that doesn't happen these days. That's why I laugh when people go rob a bank. I'm like, what do you, would you get, a hundred bucks? Right, <laughs> That's right. All they had. And, so, and so Jeremy was able to go get that. He was able to keep it in his safe at the house. And it was literally the element that helped us survive over the next 90 days, mm-hmm. right? right? Because we are that smaller restaurant. But that was yet another example of a demonstration of because you trusted me, you knew I wasn't just trying to take the money and go to Vegas, sure. right? <laughs> sure. No, no, exactly. I think that you're right. It's about trust. I know you're going to make it right. So yeah. with everything we've got going on with the business and stuff like that, like, let's do it. Let's go. Let's get the money in. And it'll all be made right just a matter of time. So yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and that's the other thing about trust is it's made it very easy to refer new clients to you, mm-hmm. right? Is because when when somebody goes, well, why should I use Bill? And I go, I trust Bill one hundred percent with my money. Mm-hmm. That's a bold statement, right? Right. And Absolutely. people are like, wow, okay, uh-huh. and you know. And we've and it's been it's been really great to watch some of the people that we really care about get mm-hmm. that same level of service from you. Well, you know that, that that's reciprocal, right? I think that you might not remember this, but whenever we met for the first time, you told me what you did, and within a week, I gave you a, a referral. Mm. So it might t- it took a little while for that guy to pick his house, but nonetheless, yeah. within a week, I gave you a referral. So, yeah. and I think that that comes down to it. If if you find somebody you like, you get an opportunity to give them a referral. Give them a referral. Let's see where it goes. You know, who would have ever thought that we'd be sitting here like this? You know, several years later, yeah. and I've trusted you. You've sold my house. You're helping yeah. me find a house now. Yeah. So, in a, in a challenging market over in Fairmount, so <laughs> <laughs> so we we've looked yeah. at some houses, and and there's been some challenging houses over there. That but we're we're getting close to finding the right one. And I have no doubt. It's just a matter of the house becoming available and 
and y'all y'all are on it. I mean, before the houses are hit the market, you're letting me know and all that kind of stuff, which is awesome. Yeah. So your team over there is amazing. So that's you know it's it's funny that you say the team right is, you know I I think I've done a good job of creating this illusion that I do more than what I actually do. It's really the team that does the heavy lifting. Oh yeah, right? absolutely. I mean that's it's the same way in banking. I I have to have a team around me. I mean you know my old assistant Valerie how much she did for me on a day to day basis and stuff like that. So and and that's what I'm creating over there is you know maybe one day we'll get Valerie over there with us. But you know in the meantime I've got that team around me with Lacey my new assistant and and the people there in the branches. You know most of them between Eric and Justin and and you'll meet Darla and on the whole crew over there. I mean, it's it's a team and, and you can't do all of it yourself, but you've got to know the right place and the right channels to go to. You're absolutely right. And and you're not kidding. You did. I mean, it was less than seven days later, you had sent me a client, right? Mm-hmm. And and sent several, you know, and, and which is really good. And I, and I try to, to reiterate this on the show is I don't want to be in the business that we send business to each other to make money. We send business to each other because we want them to have the most trusted relationship to take Correct. care of them. Which naturally, the money follows. Right. right? Yeah, yeah, of I mean, course. It's just, yeah, especially in banking, right? Yeah. Money always follows. Always <laughs> does. As a matter of fact, I'm going to lunch today with Blake, so. Which, uh, which, uh, which are for Braswell? Yep. Yeah. yeah. He's oh, back yeah. in town? He's back in town. Okay, yeah. So. Have a conversation with him about me, because he's horrible at returning my calls right now. Okay. One of my I'll oldest friends of over 40 years. Yeah. And he's going call. through a few things right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. He, he, he and I were talking a couple of weeks ago, and I know he's definitely had his hands full with a yes. number of things. As a matter of fact, I've been trying to get him on the show. And but due to a couple of things he's going through until those get cleared yeah. up, he's, you know, he he's you know, yeah, laying low. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he, he he's definitely laying low. Yeah, yeah. And then but but another another great character, you of know, course. that you know when he was, you know, and it actually it was kind of funny is making the handoff of him to you was really easy because he kept hearing me talk about you. Yeah. And then finally, matter of fact, we were at Winslow's. Over off at Camp Bowie, right? Having a, we were we were there one morning doing brunch and on a Sunday brunch and Bloody Marys, and he finally goes, "When are you gonna stop talking about Bill and introduce me to Bill?" No, oh, there you go. That's and I awesome, was man. Like, That's cool. I, I didn't already, and he goes, "No," and I was like, "Well, right there on the text, yeah. I was like, hey, you know, get y'all hooked up.'" <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I appreciate, it, man. He's he's awesome, dude, too. So, I mean, the, the referrals you've sent have just been nonstop, and and it's been cool. And and with all your networking and stuff like that, you run into people and they need. They need a banker. Uh, a lot of people need a banker. I met with one of my bankers that's moved, transitioning over with me, or one of my clients is transitioning over to me. And she's like, I never had any idea that I needed a banker. And then she, she but she called me up one time whenever we started transitioning everything over. She goes, I need to buy this piece of equipment. It's $40,000. How much is the equipment loan? How much is this? How do I do that? I said, well, let me, give me, what were you doing? Let me figure it out. 24 hours, let's do this. It's a whole lot cheaper to go this route. It's going to save you a lot of money. And actually, in a roundabout way, you can actually make money off of buying this piece of equipment that you never knew you could make. And uh, since that day, she's like, I never knew the value, but anytime I'm talking about it, and, and she's one of the first people, as soon as I, she heard I was moving, she's, let's go, let's go. So, yeah. Um, so, so, talk about that. The, the importance of having. I know why, and I could sit here and brag about you all day long, but let's hear it from the, you know, from the man's mouth himself. Like, sure. I think the simple thing is knowing somebody you can trust with your money. You, you've mentioned that already. And knowing somebody that's going to take the time to learn your business or learn you, your family, what your needs are as things come up in your life. 
they can already help and they already probably know the best way to finance it or to save for it or whatever that might that might be that you need or the products that you might not even be utilizing the banks have tons of products especially if you go to the commercial side there's so much there that can be leveraged to make your day-to-day business easier and more simple and it's just a matter of having somebody that's going to take the time to understand you, understand your business, understand your needs, and also follow up with you. As things come up, we're, our lives are always changing, you know, and and sometimes they're changing in ways that we never knew that we would be looking for. Obviously, last year is a perfect example, but other changes that come through our life, it's just a matter of being able to understand that and then prepare for it and, and help you prepare for it and to be in the best place financially. Yeah, so. and, and so being over at origin now mm-hmm. talk about just some of the differences being in a boutique bank versus the the larger bank yeah i think this the the simple thing is it's so much smaller so it's so much easier to get things done if i need to get something done a lot of times i can just go to justin right here and he's the fort worth city president he's making the decisions here in fort worth i mean if we got a huge multi-million dollar deal we might need to go over to rustin but that's just a that's a phone call away. My assistant's worked for the bank in five different positions and started and is from Ruston. I mean, that's the kind of person you need. That's the kind of assistant you need who can pick up the phone and call anybody over there and, hey, we need pro- help with this on the IT side. Hey, we need help getting this done. Hey, Drake, we need to get this deal done. Here's, how, here's what we need to do. And he, he, he's running the show here. So it's a phone call away. And, and I think the nice thing about it, it empowers us at the small bank and empowers us to make decisions here locally. The decisions we make in Fort Worth aren't the same decisions we make in Dallas, aren't the same decisions we make in Ruston. So it's a matter of just being able to work with that team and, and just the synergy within the team. I mean, everybody is walking by your desk every day. Hey, how can I help you? How can I, what do you need? Oh, let, let me show you how we do this here. Hey, how's it over there? How's it here? They just know, and and they 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 also have a trust. You know, it's that immediate trust that you get with each other, from that friendly, outgoing side. We're all on the same team. We're all trying to reach the same goals. A big bank, you got retail fighting with, commercial fighting with wealth, because everybody's wanting to get credit for it. We're, we're striving for to get credit for one thing, our clients to be happy, which then in turn, Fort Worth gets credit, which then in turns origin gets credit right if we're meeting our clients needs on a day-to-day basis we don't have to worry about how much commission this is how much money we make here oh how many fees is this or or anything like that just take care of the client the money will come and that's what it comes down to and i'm at the position now and a place now and the home now where i can make that happen every single day so i mean being a banker and a bank i mean you just work nine to five and holidays off right oh yeah yeah exactly 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 except for when i get calls at eight nine ten o'clock and people are going well, who you're on the phone with why are they calling you so late that's that's what they do they have a need now yeah and and now's when they're now's when they have time because yeah. they're working the same hours i'm working when they get home they're like oh i need this oh crap what about this and then that's when they hit me up. Now, my, my answer to you might be, hey, no problem. Let me look at this tomorrow. Or it might be, hey, let's talk through this right now. Hey, they come in on the weekends too, of course, right? So whatever the client's need is, that's why we've got my personal number. If I had an office number or whatever, which I do, because that's just what you, you have to, right? But that just rings through. 
the personal number. Talk, talk to a little bit about you know the importance of having a financial circle around you, especially if you're trying to be successful in business. Of the part that you play in strategic planning, mm-hmm. right? So talk talk to me a little bit about that. Well, I think that you know with us, your situation, you've got Tim and, and Tim and I talk to each other. We we can refer business back and forth and stuff like that. And it's a matter of I know what Tim's goal is for you. Tim knows what my goal is for you, and we each know what our job is, what our role is, you know, and we don't cross that line. And 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 when I say we don't cross that line, we don't have to because we have that relationship that we just can call each other if we needed to. Hey, Jeremy's out of town. He's working on this or that. Him and Laura are super busy. What, what do you got going on? And he knows he can just call me up at any time. So it's having that financial circle around you. That's re- Your goal isn't to sell a house tomorrow. Your goal is to retire you know, and, and retire soon, <laughs> sooner rather than later. So we both know that we yeah. both know that you don't want to work forever. We know that you're building the structure here with the span group that is phenomenal. I mean, phenomenal. Let's just uh, take a second to talk about Michelle and how fantastic she is. Holy yes. cow. I text her and, and within, you know, an hour or two, I'm looking at a new house or, you know, looking at a house to, over in the neighborhood or whatnot, or, or she's telling me that I need to go look at a house. So just the team that you have there is, is what we try to create at the bank and, and try to create for you in, in, in your big financial picture. And, and if you're not working together, you're not creating a team, not creating that synergy, that's not your banker. That's not, not, not your person. And it doesn't matter whether it's your banker, your CPA, your advisor, they all should be working together for your good. Yeah. 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 That's man, that yeah, if you if you know, for the audience out there, if if you haven't learned through this conversation at this point, you need to really dive in and understand the value of having somebody that, that you can trust. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you also do have that I mean, just aside from, you know, making sure people are taken care of, there is that wealth component, right? Mm-hmm. Talk to me about that. What does that mean? Yeah, I think that 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 everybody wants to to be to that level, but I think there's people that really you have to plan to be wealthy, right? You have to work to be wealthy, and I think that that transition from being a retail client to being a wealth client is is hard for people to figure out. But the reality is is it's finding the right person, it's having that want to, having that drive, having the ability to meet that to get there financially. And having a partner to go with you on that journey, right? My goal is to is for everyone to make as much money as they can, to be as successful as they can, and for me to take that burden off and get out of the way, right? You you know day to day that you don't have to worry about stuff. It's taken care of. If there's something you have a question about or something you're wondering or something you're thinking about doing, then you call me, right? Or I call you and say, hey, what about doing this differently? And I think that that's what it's about and helping people on that higher level, on that wealth level, to just take that burden away from them. I think that that service is, is what they need. That's what they're delivering. They wouldn't be wealthy or successful if they weren't delivering that, and they expect that from us. And not everybody can deliver that, that's, that's for sure. So give, um, me, give me a few examples of what you're doing in the wealth, in the wealth department that helps them generate more, more money. Sure, sure. I think the biggest things is making sure we've got the best opportunities, best rates for them. It's working with doctors, lawyers, business owners. I think those are the biggest clients that we help on a day-to-day basis. And it's creating that long-term goal for them so that eventually they sell their business or they sell their, you know, sell their house, whatever it is, they retire. It's helping them get to that goal and, and helping them cash out, right? That's the big thing, right? Cash out, then we can get take the money over to Tim or, or you know, whoever is advising for them. And that's the goal is to get them to there. How is that business going to grow? How are we going to get it to 
you know, to the next level. And like, you know, can we can we increase the value of the business by 25% just by having the banking in place in the right way, in the right form. And, you know, doctors, attorneys, they're so busy doing all sorts of stuff just like you are. And and they're not an expert at banking. They're an expert at their doctor field or their, their you know, whatever their field is. And I think that they, they you have to create that trust with them because they know so much in their own field, but they don't know anything about banking in most cases. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Of course, they know how to balance a checkbook and stuff like that, but they don't really understand how much we can help them, how much we can make their life easier. And it's just a matter of showing them and, and getting that opportunity to, to help them help themselves. Yeah, and you know, and, and I really want you to dive in a little bit more of what that means, namely because, look, you're not going to call a mechanic to do heart surgery. Right. Right. Is I call it is the, the, the reason we build rela- trusted relationships with people to outsource things for us, mm-hmm. right, is because that way we can stay hyper-focused on what we're good at, mm-hmm. right? Like, what I'm good at is building teams. Mm-hmm. What I'm good at is creating avenues to drive value for clients. Mm-hmm. What I'm good at is understanding the markets in real estate, right? This is, this is, what, I, this is what I do and I stay hyper-focused on. Mm-hmm. The amount of time it would take me to go learn all the ins and outs of banking, mm-hmm. wealth management, accounting, all these other things, yeah, could I go do those? Absolutely, but it would take me away from being hyper focused, which is building teams mm-hmm. that can that can establish trust with clients to drive value for those clients. I wouldn't be able to stay hyper focused on that if I was jacking around with all this other stuff. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, so give me a couple of examples of what you've done to, to help relieve burdens from clients. Sure, I think that what you have is, is with clients, business owners in particular, is they, they need, you need to get out of their way so they can run. And I think that what we do is we get we take care of that burden. You know, I've got a team in place. You talk about team teams. It, it doesn't work without a team. And the ability for us to take that burden off them and put the products in place for them. I think it's just simplifying it for them, simplifying their life. They they don't need to call or look at their online account or anything like that because that's just taken away from their day, taken away from their time, right? And everything we can do to take that off their plate so that they can run is, is the key. You know, most of my clients, I don't even talk to them. I, you know, they're the ones texting me. I follow up with the assistant, you know, or my assistant follows up with their assistant, right? So it's making it simple for them and it's simplifying their life so that they can run, they can do, and we get, get take that piece and get it out of their way. They don't have to worry about it. You know, that's when I get the text at night saying, hey, we're looking at buying this next house. What do we do? We're looking at, you know, selling this. What do we do? You know, that's my job to figure that out. Just, you know, just knowing them and saying, hey, we're about to do this. We're about to do that. Having that plan laid out for them and just simplifying it and making it easy for them. I think that's the biggest thing we do. Obviously, with lending, knowing which products to put them into, what makes sense long term for them and getting it done efficiently and in the time frame they need it. You know, sometimes that's, you know, within a week. And sometimes it's uh, you've got a longer horizon. You know, this is down the pipe. You know, you've got, you know, with family and stuff like that. Hey, we got kids going to college. We need to plan for that. Things like that. So just helping and knowing where that is and being able to lead them in the right direction. 
making it easy. I mean, that's, there's nothing more to it. Making it easy with having the right team. Yeah, and you know, and and, and, a, and a good example of that of not knowing the banking industry was when I went to go buy my truck, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I pinged you. I was like, hey, what what kind of interest rate should I get? Because this is what their finance department down here at Highly is saying. Which Highly GMC, if you're going to buy anything that's GMC related, please go to Highly. They are <laughs> fantastic. And I was like, hey, this is what they're offering. What can you get me? And you pulled up my account, and you were like, well. Why don't we just take sixty five because the truck was sixty five grand, and you're like, why don't we just shift this over to a CD mm-hmm. and then we'll open a line. You just pay interest on the line because mm-hmm. the line is backed by the CD. Right. So here it is, a truck that probably would have cost me about twelve hundred a month now cost me less than twelve hundred a year. Right. Right. So yeah. that was an example of something of like, wow, talk about making your money work mm-hmm. for you. Right. Is I was like, we can do things like that? And you're like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, I have the title to my truck right. in my safe. And somebody might go, well, why don't, why don't you just, you know, go pay the $65,000 cash? And I was like, well, the CD is making interest. Mm-hmm. I'm paying very, very, very little interest on the right. line. If And what it does is it offers me a safety mechanism that, hey, look, it if I if I if I really needed to cut if I really needed to have you know especially you know after a pandemic or something like that you know things can happen in this world sure. that it was hey you know I was trying to explain it to Laura it took her a little bit to try to understand it you know to go look it's, it's almost like a little savings account because mm-hmm. worst comes to worst we could sell the truck right use the CD to pay off the line mm-hmm. and now we keep the, the truck money. And the interest we made off of the CD, mm-hmm. now we have cash that we can liquidate very quickly. Correct. Right? Yeah. And, and so understanding that, and look, my truck is a business asset, mm-hmm. which means because this is a business CD with a business line. And and I was like, okay, so I get things like depreciation sure. on a truck. And then later when you are explaining to me, you're like, listen, you need to get together with your CPA because you get depreciation on your truck. You're riding off the gas and all that other stuff on it. So actually, if you go get a new truck every two years, you're actually making money driving the truck. Right. Right. right because right. <laughs> through the depreciation and everything else, the very low interest rate on the lines. And, I, and when you explained that to me, I was like, I had no idea. Now I started really understanding like when you say things like, make your money work for you. Mm-hmm. Right? right. And it was just, that was just one of many examples that I had no idea that were at my fingertips sure and then on top of that i didn't have to do anything because you're like i'm gonna send you some things you sign it and then leave with your truck <laughs> right i mean you you literally made it there you know it's kind of like that staples commercial easy button yes like you make my life easy and that that's that's my job if i'm not making it easy fire me yeah uh, seriously fire yeah. me if i don't make it easy for you mm-hmm. and, and and if your banker's not making it easy for you Call you. Yep. Call me. Yeah. <laughs> Call me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Call me. <laughs> so so going back to what you're talking about, your grandfather was a banker, mm-hmm. right? But you have this servant soul. Mm-hmm. Where does that come from? I think it's from my dad, his hard work. He worked for General Motors, um, not at not at the at a parts distribution plant down used to be off Everman, now it's up in Alliance. But he always put his employees first. Always, no matter what he did. And when computers came out, he used those to his advantage. 
He might not know how to pull up Word or Excel on his computer, but he knew how to make the computer work more efficiently for his team as they're going around picking parts and pulling parts to ship out to the dealerships. He made sure that his team was always enabled with the best that they could. And then this is, so then when I was in college, I had the opportunity to go work there three summers in a row. And there wasn't a single person there that didn't stop by at some point when they found out that I was his son and said, man, I love working for your dad. Man, I, you know, and if I run into somebody that worked at the plant, it's guaranteed that somebody from that parts distribution place will say, oh, man, your dad, he was great. I loved working for him, you know, and it's just that it's taking care of your people and, and taking care of. For me, taking care of my clients, right? When I was in the branch, it was taking care of my employees, which then took care of my clients, right? So if we can take care of that one thing, which for me, it's my clients, we can make it easy. And that's what he did. His his client was his employees. So your client, who is your client? I think is a big question. Who is yours? Mine's easy because I work with my clients day to day. When I ran a branch, my clients weren't the people walking down the door. They're my bankers. They're my tellers. Who are your clients and are you taking care of them? If you're taking care of them, then they in turn will take care of what you traditionally think is your client. Yeah, that is, that's really interesting. And that's true leadership right there, right? Mm -hmm. Is identifying, you know, who, who is the person you're taking care of? Like, and I really resonate with that because like my job, Mm -hmm. is to make sure my team is taken care of, yeah. right? That they have all the adequate resources in order to be effective. Mm -hmm. Because look, Nate, as, as you stated, it's not me doing the paperwork on this stuff. That's Lynn. Mm -hmm. It's not me out there being boots on the ground, doing the showings. Is That's Michelle. Mm -hmm. It's not me checking to make sure all the loopholes are closed and details because you don't want to leave that up to me. That's Laura. Right. right? <laughs> and then now we've added, you know, James Peterson onto the team where he's – learning literally drinking from a fire hose right now uh, <laughs> i know I mean, the feeling <laughs> oh, yeah. where he's learning everything in all aspects about the business so that way he can fill you know my role right, right. Mm -hmm. and and it's and it's making sure that everybody has has those things right mm -hmm. because my job is to serve my team my team's job is to serve the clients, mm -hmm. right? And and, and there, there's there's just so much value in that that I don't think a lot of people truly realize and understand that. That's like when we get new clients. So we, I mean, I think you'd agree, right? You, you, you've bought and sold a few houses in your time. Is We do things quite different sure. than other no teams doubt. that are out there, mm -hmm. right? And when people come to us, especially now if they're – what's kind of funny is <laughs> if, they, if they come to us and this is the first time they've ever purchased a home, then we've set the bar so high that if they go somewhere else, they're like, everybody else has got brain damage, right? Right, right. And then folks that have dealt with people in our industry, which not all of them are great, is they come to us and they're just dumbfounded by, mm -hmm. wow, we have we had no idea. Yeah. And, and because that's what we want to be. We want to be the easy button for our clients, right? Right. You give us, you remove the complexity in our life that mm -hmm. allows us to be the easy button for our clients, Correct. right? Correct. So you become our easy button so we can become their easy button. So we just got like this daisy chain of easy buttons, there right? There you go. If you, if you don't have easy <laughs> buttons in your life, man, whew, I felt sorry for you. <laughs> yeah. So what are, what are in, 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 you know, in a couple of de decades of being in the, you know, in the banking industry, have you seen a lot of changes? 
Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the digital world has has been so so great. Just as you can tell by your phone, uh, same things happen to banking, right? We've taken, uh, you know, we used to have teller lines out the doors back in the day. And now, you know, a lot of that stuff's just done electronically. You know, your deposit from your payrolls are made there. Your transactions from your clients coming in. I mean, hardly anybody uses cash anymore. All that's changed. And I think majority of that's changed for the good reason, right? But I think that what you also see, I think we're going to see that more in our industry, is you're going to have less and less bankers. And, and, and I think that that's good if you've got the right banker. If you've got the wrong banker, you're never going to know what it's like to have a good banker. Just like you said, same thing in real estate, right? If you only had your buddy Joe, and that's because he decided he needed to do something on the side and sell some real estate and that's all you've got, and that's all you ever knew, you're not even sure, you know, what what good is, right? Go find out what good, go find out what great is. You don't want good, you don't want a good banker. There's plenty of good bankers, plenty of good realtors, but you want great. This is the person that's taking care of your money, or this is the person taking care of your biggest purchase, your home, right? You want great. So don't just settle with the person you walked into the branch with. Do some research. Ask some people around you that are successful. Who do you use? Who do you trust with your money? Who do you trust with your home? And that's what it comes down to is they're going to, if they ask, they're going to find out who the good people, who the great bankers are in town, who the great realtors are in town. And a lot of times our numbers will speak for that. And, and our, and our, just our place and our, and our roles, it speaks for it, right? It's easy. And once, they, once they come on board with you or they come on board with me, they know, holy cow, this is different, right? And, and we ha- that's how we designate ourselves. That's, we are different. We're not like everybody else. We don't, neither one of us ever want to be like anybody else. We want to be far above that. And we want to make sure that they know that every day. Simplify yeah. it. Yeah, abs- <clears throat> absolutely. And so... What do you foresee happening in banking in the future just off of what you're seeing presently? Like, what are some changes that you think are on the horizon? Yeah, I think what you're seeing is less and less bankers in in that branch. And and I think that there's always going to be needs for it, right? I remember back in the day when you walked in and we had 10 tellers lined up across the wall. Guess what? You walk into Origin Bank, you're not going to have one teller. You're going to have a banker. The great thing about having a banker, when that's what your level is, that's what you need, is that banker takes your deposits. That banker sets up your account. That banker can help you buy your car, you know? And I think that that's a cool thing is now you when you walk in you've got somebody that's got some knowledge right especially at these smaller places like we have right you're not walking into a teller and they're having to get a referral for the day and that's what their quota is or their job is to sell you a credit card or to get one loan a week or whatever our job is to take care of the client when they come in and be able to have that knowledge to know what the products are how to help them and i think that that's one thing cool that we're seeing and i think that you know, over time, even the big banks are going to go to that. But I think the smaller banks, they've got to jumpstart on that because we don't have to worry about a big teller to line out the door. And I think the other thing is, is you're going to see more pressure on bankers to do more things right and to be more knowledgeable because there's going to be less of us. So we've got to be better. Better than what we were yesterday. Better than what we were 10 years ago. We've got to know how to help our clients and how to be able to take care of them and take care of all their needs. I yeah. think that that's the one thing you're going to see less and less and, 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 but in a good way. 
yeah. because you got better, right? Yeah. You can look at college sports, right? There's tons of football players out there. And then when they go to the pro, there's less, right? And it's going to be the same thing, but they're better, right? And I think that that's what you're going to see in banking. Yeah, and it's important to have, you know, great assistance, right? Like Lacey, you were talking about. So you're well aware, you know, I have a lot of clients that invest in properties, right? Mm -hmm. So I got a client that is buying two TCU investment Mm off-campus student rentals, Mark Shelton. Mm -hmm. And Mark, I mean, that's one of the reasons he's been successful because he just surrounds himself with people that will get things done. So he was like, okay, we've got these two, what's next? And I said, okay, we need to get, you know, Origin ready to, you know, lever this thing up. Mm -hmm. We need to get your accounts set up. Right. So we got the LLC paperwork, literally got everybody on an email chain and everything was set up and done, right? Like, it was like, look, we need four accounts, you know, one for the loan, one for the CapEx, one for the deposits and one for the OpEx, right? Mm -hmm. And, And all that is set up and made it really easy for Mark to wire you know, nice little chunk of change over there to be able to have everything set up and ready to go for sure. for for the loan to get done, and and now everything is set up. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's literally having great great assistants that are that are in there to be able to help make sure all those all those all those things are are checked off and buttoned up, right? right? And then, I mean, and I you know I, I imagine one of the probably tougher things about leaving BBVA is you you left behind one hell of an assistant there i did i did without a doubt and uh, but i'm lucky fortunate enough they knew we were coming and they got the right person in front of me and right partner for me to work with Uh, i talked to valerie still every single day so um and hopefully we find a home for her no offense bbba (laughs) (laughs) but we want her (laughs) but but i I think that bill's recruiting you better take care of her But uh, but with Lacey, it's it's the same thing. It reminds me so much of what I had. You know, somebody so knowledgeable. She was with the bank for she's been with the bank for I don't know double digits, fifteen plus years. She knew everything. She knew everywhere where to go and everything like that. That's what I've got again. You know, I've got that person that knows where to go for everything, where to get everything done. I got the person that allows me to go out and work with the clients to to sell, right? To yeah. sell and 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 know that they're taken care of on the backside. And I think that the big biggest thing you just talked about it, right? It's switching banks. Holy crap, I don't want to go through all that. I don't want to have to switch all these ACH. I don't want to switch all this. I don't want to switch my payroll. But do you have a banker there that's taking care of you? Are you getting that level of service that you need? Because it might take, you know, it take a little bit of time to move all those ACHs and debits and stuff like that. Understood. I get that. We can help you with that. Bring us an old statement and we'll figure out which places you need to call just by looking at that statement and we'll help you. We'll pull the phone numbers if we need to, right? But the reality is once that once that change is done, which might be a month, let's say, to get all the ACHs moved over, the accounts will be open the same day with Lacey. But once that's done, your service level is going to be next level. You know, you're going to be taken care of far better than you've ever been taken care of before. And I think that that's, that's what it takes. That's what you need, especially in these wealthy clients. That's what they need. They need somebody taking care of them every day that that, that transition is the only time they have to do any work, per se. Yeah. The rest of the work is done by me and my team. So let's talk about interest rates. I mean, these yeah. things are lower than, hmm. I mean, you've never seen anything like this, have no, you? No, no, not at all. Not yeah. at all, man. Yeah, I think it, it's also helping our clients try to figure out What's the money for? What are you using it for? How long? What What's the time horizon? Is this is this retirement money? Is this college money and your kids are in high school? Is this you know what what what's what's the long term goal of this pot of money? Right? 
how do we get that pot of money bigger and to be what it needs to be to hit that goal? Yeah. And so what what do you see on the horizon with interest rates? I think they're going to continue to be low. I think at some point, all these PPP loans and everything like that, we're, we're going to have to pay them back <laughs> yeah. as taxpayers. So I just, you know, we've got to take that into consideration. We're going to see some changes coming, probably some government changes coming down on us and, and changes and and just an ability to repay it. Like, are the taxes going to go up? Probably at some point they're going to have to. we got to pay this money back as a, as a society, right? But, but hopefully we've got enough time for people to get back on their feet, to get businesses like yours back running and going and blowing like it was before. And and then, you know, just strap it on, you know. You're going to have to make a little bit more money because you're going to pay, be paying a little more taxes. So that's just the reality of it, I think, in the long run. So talk about what it means Prime Plus. Prime Plus. Yeah. Okay, so Prime is always, is well, I say it's always changing, although it's been <laughs> pretty stagnant for quite some time. But Prime Plus, that's that's what we use. Prime is what the best client gets. That's that's kind of what the where it came from. So that's the rate that your best clients get on whatever the product might be, right? Now, is that what they're getting on their home? Is that, you know, is a car? You know, sometimes we've seen car rates up at five, six, seven. Sometimes we've seen them zero, right, for five years or six years or whatever. But Prime is, is moving, and it's, it's the government re- reassessing and resetting that number based on where the economy is at that time. So, you know, we use that for a lot of our lines of credit, things like that, because the line of credit is something that's always it's always moving, right? Sometimes you might have it fully drawn. Sometimes you might not have it drawn at all. It makes sense for a product like that to be able to adjust, right? And, and you'll see a lot of, you know, so those people are buying and selling houses in a short period of time. A lot of times they're going to go with something that's adjustable, right? Because they they know what the rate is for now, and they know they're not going to keep it, right? Because it's always moving. The same thing with it, with it on Prime. It's going to be moving at some point. It's going to be going up at some point. But for now, uh, take advantage of it. It's allowing us to get best rates um, on buying houses, best rates on buying cars, or anything else that you need to finance right now. Just kind of in your experience and seeing what's going on just, you know, with the economy and everything else, just do you do you have kind of a, an opinion on when Prime might go up? Mm, that's, that's a good, tough question. I think we've got to see better numbers in the economy, you know, avoid a recession, you know. And if we can do that, then I think that you'll start to see it, you know, creep up, you know, maybe early next year, maybe next year start moving up a quarter a point but i think we still have i think that i think that our government knows our, our treasury knows that people are still hurting out there and and we've we've got to get everybody we got to get people back to work i think that that's another big thing is get get people back to work i mean everywhere we go we see lots of for for hire places and and we need to need to get these people back out there contributing to the workforce and 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 they and feeling good about themselves and feeling positive that they're being contributing to society and and all of us working together yeah and that's i mean that's a real issue right now i mean like even jeremy he's like man i you know we 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 hear all these people need jobs and he goes and i'm trying to hire as as fast as i can but people aren't going to work right why aren't they going to work bill yeah government needs to cut off their uh Money supply, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not, not not for everybody. I think that I think that there are some people that that, that it's there for a reason, right? The government yeah. helps people out for a reason, and p- there's some people out there that definitely need that. I think that there's some people out there that we need to, you know, encourage to get back to work. Yeah, and we really do. I mean, because like one, I was I was 
reading, uh, researching a few articles that have come out in the last couple of weeks talking about, you know, the stimulus checks and, mm-hmm. you know, people getting all this money and they expected them to go out here and spend it, you know, because that's what stimulates the economy is spending money. Right. But what we're finding is more credit card debt has been paid down in this than in, I think it was like they said the last 20 or 30 years, and it might've been a percentage per capita or something, I can't remember the exact article, but I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, it's great news. It shows that people are being responsible with that money. And and, and as, a, as a banker, of course, we love people being responsible with their money. And I think that that's a good thing. Obviously, we'd love some of that to be sitting in the bank, but we also want to do the right thing for the client. And time to pay off those credit cards or pay them down. I mean, that's those are the highest rates you got out there, right? So it, it's great to see people doing the right thing with the money. Does It, does, it doesn't necessarily drive business, yeah. but I'll give you an example. The 19th, a week and a half from now, we're trying to go grab a nice dinner with another couple. And uh, we can't even get into the nice restaurants in town because they're packed. They're busy. They're yeah. booked. Uh, so that's a good sign, too. Yeah. No, it is. You know, when you're, when, you know, you know it, it, with people being cooped up for a long time, you know, with the pandemic, mask and everything else, and you can't go do this, and you need mm-hmm. a vaccine for that, and blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, now, now people are, you know, they're, they're antsy, right? They're right. Ready, they're ready to get out. They're ready to go do things. And, 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 and I imagine that is, is a very big challenge for these restaurants. I know that we've experienced it at old school because you're like, well, that means we need people working in right. order to be able to go do this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> An example of that, we went to Christina's little little Mexican food restaurant up up in, I think it's in Presidio. And uh, the other day when we went to go eat, the restaurant was half full. And they couldn't seat us because they only had two waiters. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. You know. No, that's that's and that's a real problem everywhere. I mean, it's not just here. I mean, I see it. And because of Springs, mm-hmm. right? Where, you know, when we're up there at our house up there, you know, the restaurants are, you know, they're like, hey, it's a 45-minute wait. And you're like, man, there's hardly anybody in here. And you're like, yeah, we just got two people working. Right. Right. And, I mean, it is it is it is a real issue. And people, yeah. people do need to, you know, really figure that out. And so, yeah. So, bringing this back around. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. 20-year-old Bill. Right. <laughs> go back and talk to 20-year-old Bill. Current day Bill, go back talk to 20 year old bill turn back the hands of time because he heard 20 year old bill is willing to listen to one piece of advice from present day bill if you could go back and talk to 20 year old self what would be that one thing you would say do or don't do this i think it comes down to be being kind being kind being kind to people whether for me it's clients it's you know it's it's my employees it's my coworkers, it's my peers that goes so far i mean be kind to the guy walking down the street right and and that all turns around into being successful, right? Very few people at our level are successful if they're not kind, right? So just being kind to people, and, and it sounds kind of soft or whatever, but it's not. It doesn't mean I'm soft because I'm kind to people. It just means that I can respect you without knowing you. Yeah, that's... Yeah. That's that's great, you know, mm-hmm. because that's that's definitely what we're missing out on in this world right now. You got a lot more people being mean to each other than being kind to each other. Right. Right? And you know, and it, here's the funny thing: it takes equal, if not less, energy to be kind than it does to take a lot to be, less. Be unkind. You right? don't have to carry it with you. I mean, yeah. I can think about times when times when you get upset about something or frustrated with somebody or have a have a poor interaction. They happen, right? Yeah. 
how long does that burden you? I mean, you think about it, you're like, man, if I would have done this different or that different, right? Yeah. If you would have just been kind in the first place, even if they weren't, even if they were mean to you or or disrespectful to you or or came in with the wrong attitude, if we, you had just been kind in the first place, you wouldn't have to carry that burden with you. They yeah. wouldn't either. But that burden of, of, of negativity carries on throughout our day. Sometimes you can't you can't sleep because you think about it, right? Yeah. It's so much easier just to have been nice, just to have been kind to somebody. It goes so much further, you know? Yeah. That's where the referrals come from. That's where more business comes <laughs> from. If <laughs> <laughs> you're like, hey, you go to Bill, you not only trust him, but he's nice. Right. <laughs> yeah, there you go, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So we've got folks that are that are that are looking for a banker. How do they get in touch with you? Pretty where simple. Pretty yeah. simple. Just Call me, text me on my cell phone, 817-319-1861, or you can swing by our branch downtown at the corner of Throckmorton and 5th, and, and, and the ladies there will help you. We're, I'm right above that. If you need to come up and see me, just let them know. They'll get you to me. So, yeah. But that's my home number. That's my cell number. That's my number my kids call me on, and, and that's, the number, <laughs> that's the number the spans hit me up on. So, so don't, don't hesitate to reach out. That's the easiest way to communicate with me. I can get you emails. I can get you all the other stuff later if you want that. But the easiest way to do it is just send me a call. Or send me a text or give me a call. And if, you, if you're driving or busy and not able to write down that number, it will be on the website. Just go to myexperiencedrealtor.com. Click on the podcast button, click on Bill Cresser, click read more under his episode, which will have all the links, emails, and everything else for you to be able to connect with them. And uh, if anything, just send him a text and harass him. And then, <laughs> and then you know, you need somebody to trust. Re- definitely reach out to Bill. And of course, naturally, if you're looking to buy and sell real estate anywhere on the planet, need a trusted professional like the Span Group, even if it's not in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, go to the homepage of myexperiencerealtor.com, click find a trusted professional, and we will get you taken care of. Thanks a lot for coming, Bill. Thank you.